Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Sands Podcast, a Belly Up Sports Media Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dave of the New Era Sands Podcast. You're tuned in to episode 11, and with me, as always, is Eric Sampson. You can find him on Twitter at EricSampson93, and Phil, you can find him at P. Lau. This is our second attempt recording because I spoiled something, and we're going to reattempt the second recording without me spoiling shit. <laughs> I, I'd ask you guys how your weeks have been. We just went through this. Let's not go through another 10 minutes of social. But I'll ask how you guys are doing. Eric, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, I've just been dealing with some personal life, but been following since hockey and hoping it's, uh, things are traded soon because it's getting a little frustrating. There's a cream for most of life's problems, Eric. Phil, how's your week going? Ah, <laughs> uh, pretty good. Uh, I've been busy with work and whatnot. Just mentioned on the other recording there, I uh, work at a local business there, Oakview Window and Door Services. We've been bidding on some projects. Found out Friday before the long weekend that we uh, actually were successful on all our bids. So, um, congratulations! For, That's huge. Thank you, buddy. I'm pumped for a busy 2024. Because it's, it's been looking pretty pretty dull the last like seven weeks. It's uh it's a national holiday, but I spent half the day at the office today too. I got a uh, one of my clients. They have 122 models of houses that we have to bid on. So we have to we have to do the takeoffs and the bids on all of them. So I spent my entire like four hours with my eyes just strained doing takeoffs on off of fucking plans. And uh, yeah, I was so tired. I was like, I'm done with this shit. That's literally what I was doing, helping my my owner there doing the window and door aspect of things but uh for uh for a few home builders i think it's like five so spent we each spent 80 man hours like there on top are. of our regular duties over the last couple weeks you guys can't see it but phil's having a beer so he's fucking earned that beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's my uh oh fifth of the what? night there so <laughs> all right let's Go ahead, Eric. What? I just saying, Phil's Phil's probably feeling pretty good tonight. Phil's gonna yeah. be loosey. Phil's gonna be loosey goosey and say some crazy shit tonight. <laughs> Let's jump into it. It's been just over a week since uh, we had the slap shot that was heard all over the world. Uh, slap shot that broke many hearts. A lot of tears were shed on Twitter uh, by Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Uh, <laughs> Ridley Gregg is really starting to come into his own <clears throat> as the pest that he's supposed to be. Now, he hasn't shown the offensive side that Brad Barshaw has, but he also hasn't shown to be as much of a piece of shit as Brad Barshaw has yet. So, on a scale from Daniel Alfredson to Brad Marshaw, how close do you guys think Ridley's going to get on that scale? Let's start with you, Eric. Um. I'm probably gonna take some hate for this, but I think that um, the Kachuk uh, 
Grieg combo is is going to be very similar to like uh, Corey Perry and I, th- I think Kessler in Anaheim. Yeah, like how, how how much teams just hated their guts? I I I think it's going to be very similar to that. It's a good comparison, Philly. Yeah, From, uh, I'd, say that's, uh, I'd say that's pretty uh, pretty close there. I'd say that. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with him 100% on that one. That's a – can't really think of anybody else. Will he ever be as hated as Matthew Kachuk, though? Oh, that's a hard who, one. Who, Ridley? Yeah. Um, if he does a few more slap shots like that uh, and break the hearts of uh, many, many other fan bases, I'd say yeah. Well, the good news is we've had a dull battle of Ontario for over 10 years. This has definitely reignited it, especially with the fans. But the fans have always kind of bickered. But I think it's gotten a lot worse now since this, and I definitely think I can't like I. I'm so pissed we don't play them again this season. I'm so pissed, you know. But like I think next season we're gonna see that Battle of Ontario, maybe not back to the old you know early 2000 days, but it's it's gonna be nice to see some fire and some grit back into the series. Phil, Battle of Ontario is a back year nay. Um, I think, I think so. I mean, it's been pretty back and forth with them the last couple of seasons. Uh, I think this, especially this year, has uh, definitely reignited it. I hope that uh, we we do come out on top in the playoff side of, of the Battle of Ontario because they've broken our hearts many times. Yeah, but they're the, in a row. Like Austin Matthews on pace for seventy plus goals. And like, congratulations for Matthews, phenomenal player. But what does the organization have to show for it? Absolutely jack shit. They're wasting the best years. Honestly, as Ottawa's going to get better, Toronto's going to get worse, and it's going to go back to us smacking the shit out of them. We already got them three games to one this season. So, but yeah. Eric, Eric, is the Battle of Ontario back? Yay or nay? Uh, yay, in my opinion. There's there's been so much hatred since that game that the, I I can't deny it um at least fan wise i know that much fair now one of the other things that's going on twitter right now this is a particularly popular today um josh norris underperforms some people are saying he's not underperforming just kind of chill or whatever some people are saying he's underperforming and then people started busting out you know advanced stats and shit now he's had a 35 goal season some people are thinking it's a it was a fluke season you know, he's still good, but he might not be a 35 goals a year guy. Is Josh Norris underperforming, or is he? are we seeing kind of what Josh Norris actually is? Phil, what do you think? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with psychology, to be honest with you. I think he's still a little nervous to uh, to test that shoulder with, with, the, uh, with the shots. I think, uh, I think he needs a little bit of help on the mental side of the game. He is passing way more than he's shooting. Yes, hundred percent. There's has I watched today too. Like um, he had pretty much a clear lane, and he could have just shot one home, or at least attempted a shot, but chose to uh, give it up cross like cross ice, and nothing happened. Like play went dead, and puck went the other direction. But I think I think he uh, definitely definitely is nervous with the shoulder. Um, Pinto, I'd say, was the same thing too when he first came back after he got his his shoulder injury and um, was afraid. But I think um, he didn't have a training camp, missed the first, like, 10 or so games, right? Uh, came in cold, 
I think, and I'm hoping, knocking on wood, because I'm by my window jams and they're wood, that uh, with some extra work this season, I think towards the end of the season, we might see the actual Norris come out and play. And having the full summer to actually train with a healthy shoulder and a full training camp, I think going into next season, he would be uh, back to that 35-goal threat. Eric, do you think he's underperforming, or, or do you think this is kind of what Norris is, and we just had a, a good, lucky 35-goal year for him? I, I think he's just in a slump right now. I, I think he he needs a, a full summer and training camp uh, to go th- through it and hopefully go through it with a permanent head coach, and I, I think he'll be back to himself. Fair. Yeah, see, part of me thinks – that um, we've already had the best of Josh Norris, and now we're just going to kind of – he's going to be steady, but kind of not that 35-goal guy. But at the same time, his skills just scream he can do more than what he's doing right now. So I'm going to jump on the on the train that he can be that 35-goal guy. Even if he can, like, hover at 28 to, like, 32, that's a very successful season, right? Like, uh, we don't need our number one center – to pot 40 50 when we have our top six, you know, that, you know, that can pot 20 plus each, right? Like that's, so I'm pretty comfortable if Norris can you know, just even, like I said, get to the 28 mark, 30 mark, I'd be fucking happy as hell. So, yeah. um, so trade deadline is not even three weeks away now. Actually, it's like two weeks away now. Uh, lots of question marks. Ottawa needs to get some cap relief. That's no question. Uh, every every time something like for look at for example the other day we had to get emergency call up in Gannett because we didn't have the salary cap to call somebody up right with two D down, so that's that's a huge problem. Um, we all know that um, Tarasenko just switched agents. Um, his agent is an Ottawa Senators friendly agent, very good at negotiating for his clients, but he's always been kind of negotiating pro Ottawa, not against it, right? Um, now I'm not asking what you guys want. I'm asking, what do you think happens with Senko? And is there any other major moves that you think are coming down the pipe? Uh, let's start with you, Eric. Um, I'm hoping Senko stays because he's, he's fit in really well. There's, there's been a couple videos of, a, of him and it seems the team just absolutely loves him. Um, so like, I, I really wouldn't want him to be traded. I, I'd much rather just hope he, he takes like a three by three and a half and stays, but Lord knows. Yeah. He'll never take three and a half. I, I I honestly think to keep him, you're looking at that 5.75 AAV ish. So, like, you know, year one, you'll pay him, like, six point whatever, then six and five point whatever. But that's kind of what I think. Um, Phil, what do you what do you think with the Senko thing? I think if he stays, that would be awesome. But I think they might have ha- already had the, the discussion of potentially uh, offloading him this season with the, um, with the promise of going after him again in free agency, which I won't be opposed to because if we can – maybe swing out a first round pick because he's definitely definitely worth it considering what Monaghan got and he is like maybe a sixteenth of the player of Tra- of Tarasenko, right? And uh <coughs> unless Monahan plays out of his mind like he did um 
today there, but I think having having him stay w- would be beneficial. But also, if if he leaves, like I I understand, um, and I think Craig there, which is Brady's uncle, if I'm not mistaken, um, would have brought that up with him and would have said and had that discussion when they when he switched agents was, was like obviously my goal is to have you stay in Ottawa, but also my goal is to get you back into the playoffs. And if we send you to a team that would be uh, in that playoff hunt or that contender that for the Stanley cup, would you, would you be open to um, coming back to Ottawa in the off season? And I guarantee you the off, I guarantee you the answer would be yes. Even as evidence of today with seeing uh, Tarasenko and his kids, all his kids together there, they were all out sense practice and sense gear and whatnot while practicing away and stuff. So do you guys know at the top of your head, if he's got a no trade clause, it's a modified, no, it's a modified, yeah. no trade trade clause. I think it's got a 10 team list. Cause I think, I think honestly, he, if he's going to get traded, he's going to want to go somewhere permanent. Like, I don't know if he's going to want to leave his family for the next few months, you know, and then relocate or any of that stuff. So I think, I think come March 8th, we're going to know where Senko is going to be and where he's going to be next year, unfortunately. Uh, I hope personally it's Ottawa. I think he's fitting really well. He's admitted, like, we all knew he didn't want to come to Canada originally, but he's admitted, like, he's pleasantly surprised and extremely happy with Ottawa. Like, he loves it there. You know, he was surprised about that. So, to me, I personally really hope to see him back in our, you know, sorry, in our lineup next season and for the rest of this season. So, no, no, he's got a full, he's got a full no trade clause. Full. Yeah. So if he doesn't so, want to go, he doesn't have to go, right? So yeah. he, if he, he can literally stay and not get traded and leave if he wants, right? Hopefully, yeah, for sure. I don't, th- I don't, I don't think he would do as dirty like that. But I also read today in an article, uh, I think it was by Ian Mendes, that the likely return for him would be like a second and a fourth, or a second and like a, a bottom, you know, bottom six player. Which at the end of the day, I'd rather just keep him for the rest of the season, you know, put the fans in the in the stands, and then you know do that for the rest of the season. I'd rather that than see a second and a fourth return. I think if you trade him for a second and fourth, you're sending the wrong message to the fans. So, 100%. I don't know if you guys keep notice. I keep muting you guys to blow my nose. I've had a cold for like two weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, Jacques Martin has come in. He's done a really good job. His system's starting to show. Ottawa still shit the bed a couple games over the last, we'll say, 14. But in general... Things are looking significantly better, more structured. Like I said, except for the couple games where they really shit the bed where everybody just looked lost. But generally, they look way better, way more structured. And I, I would even dare to say if they played the way they play for, like tonight, for example, against Tampa, you play like that day in, day out, you're a contender. Like you're a contender. They're playing really good. We'll start with you. We'll start with you, Phil. Do you think Martin's system has really helped them? like, Or is it just they've turned it around themselves? No, I definitely think that uh, Martin's um, systems have definitely definitely turned them around. Like like you mentioned, uh, if Ottawa can play these uh, this way the rest of the season there, that they definitely can become that contender. Um, I think... I think it took a few games for sure um, to get finally get that uh, new coach bump. You know what I mean? Because it takes takes a while to erase years of failure um, to essentially rebuild a team in such a short period of time, right? Because he came in December eighth uh, 
we're what February 19th now and it's two and a half months and he we're now finally seeing minus the Anaheim and Chicago game we're now really seeing um, we're now really seeing the Ottawa Senators of how they're actually supposed to play go on that four game win streak hopefully I was I was hoping that tonight would have been game seven <laughs> in a row but you know sure. it's it's okay um, if they can play consistently for more than just four games the rest of the way, I think uh, that we can actually really show the league um, that this is the Ottawa Senators and we're here to play. See, Anaheim, we got we got embarrassed. But I think Chicago, like we played pretty good. We peppered Mrazek with what, like 40-something shots? Like Yeah, almost 50. Exactly. So Mrazek stood tall on that one. But yeah, Eric, we got – we got goalie, so yeah, exactly. Eric, what do you think? Do you think this is the Jacques Martin effect, or do you think the guys have just gotten more comfortable and starting to play a little bit better and starting to win more? I I think it's definitely taking a, an effect. They, they go from a coach that doesn't really have a system, who's just worried about being their buddy, to have having his legendary coach, but behind the bench and uh, actually giving them defensive structure that they haven't known what that is. So it's it's kind of refreshing to see Martin actually talking to the players on, on the bench because you've you n- never seen DJ do that. What's nice is to see timeouts and to see plays get challenged. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I don't know why yep. DJ never did it. I don't, I don't understand why. And I'm pretty sure Jacques Martin's got a winning record in the sense of like when he challenges plays, he's won more than he's lost. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he, yeah. he's done he's done good in that aspect. He's you know I think he's trusting his uh, video coach pretty uh, quite a bit there. Yeah, I think um, DJ though why he wasn't challenging them he was too busy taking too many man penalties. <laughs> yes, seriously, fuck. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> if I take this one and I'm wrong, that means I don't have room for too many men penalty later. Like yes. Oh man. Goaltending, holy sh- like Forsberg was really good today. I am, I don't understand what's going on with their goaltending because, like, some nights both of these guys look like Vezina freaking trophy winners, and then some nights these guys look like they should be in the ECHL. Like, it's, I don't, I don't know what's with this, what's going on with this hot and cold goaltending. I don't know what they should do. Do, do you guys think one or both stay or go? Like, what do you think is going to happen with our goaltending? Maybe not at the trade deadline, but, like, during the offseason or even at the trade deadline. I don't think anything's going to happen at the trade deadline. But at the end of the day, like, what do you guys think? Eric, what do you think we should be doing with our goalies? Well, if it's me right now, I'm I'm waving Corpus Allo and either hoping somebody takes him, have to just get him off the team, or I try and get him – some confidence back in Belleville um, because it's something needs to be changed. Um, if if it were me though, I'd, I'd be going at at uh, UC Saros really hard. Yeah, I'd love to see Saros too. He's uh, he's been a little average this year, but they have Askarov coming in. I think Saros could use a change of scenery as well, yeah. although. Although Nashville is, is a pretty sick place to fucking play, man. Um, yeah, no, Phil, what do you think? 
Uh, I'd be willing to give it one more season at least. I think, like, I'm looking at a graphic here that from Sportsnet from uh, earlier tonight that when we have a save percentage over point nine, like over 900 this season, uh, we're 18-3-1. And, and when we're below 900, we're 4-24-1. That comes down to our defense. I think that if our defense uh, could play significantly better, we could actually have average goaltending. Um, like I saw a couple times, Chikorin, like on that last goal that uh, Tampa scored, that wasn't on Forsberg at all. That was, that was a bad balance. And then Chikorin giving the puck up and then boom, score, right? If we can f- fix some of those defensive miscues and those breakdowns, um, I didn't think that's Chik- the... Didn't Chicky fall? Yeah, pretty much. Because I remember, I can't remember if it was him or it was Shabbat, but one of them was laying on the ice. They fell. And that oh, led yeah, to like, that two on none. Yeah, it comes down to defense for me, to be honest with you. Like, if if we can upgrade our defense, I hate to say, like, Hamannick has kind of handcuffed us there with that stupid no-movement clause that he's got. Uh, Pierre, Pierre Dorian did that. Pierre yeah, yeah did that, was, that. That, was, that, was, that was a Dorian masterclass. But uh, thankfully this year we've got – uh, a few million dollars of dead cap coming off the uh, off the books. A few guys there that we uh, can say bye this, to. This is a Bobby Ryan friendly show. We love you, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna have some dead cap, and then yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some guys that are not coming back next year. I just want them to buy Hammer out for last year. That's 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 a cheap buyout, especially with the cap going up. That's a cheap buyout. Oh yeah, sure, hundred percent. It's going up to like eighty-seven million dollars. So like, I know a lot of that will get eaten up by uh, Mister uh, Sanderson's deal kicking in next season. But after Pinto? that, yeah, Pinto too. But uh, I don't think Pinto will command too much. To be honest with you, I'd I'd go in with like a, a deal like what they gave Joseph. I think Pinto knows he came into the season. After 41 games, and then the team started playing better, he's shown that the like he hasn't put up a bunch of points, but he's put up some points as a third line guy, and yeah. he, so he's doing good. But like his defensive side of things has been fucking astronomical, and I think he knows. I think, I think they're gonna offer him between 3.75 and four million, and they're gonna try and give him. They're probably gonna try and give him six years, five six years is what I'm thinking, but we'll 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 get into that when when we're on the Shane Pinto watch. Yeah, for sure, hundred uh, percent. So last but not least, so strong finish to the game. Um, Ottawa didn't start very well tonight, but they ended up winning four two, and it was a really good game from them. If Ottawa can keep going this way, like I'm not saying playoffs, but I'm saying it'd be a very good way to end the season. And based off tonight's play, we want to carry that into tomorrow, back to backs against Florida, Corpus Allo. Tomorrow, what do you guys think? Just based off the play, like, do you think we can like? I don't think we're going to make the playoffs, but do you think we can make things interesting? Phil, what do you think? One hundred percent. I think that if we can play pretty good down the stretch, I think uh, even if playoffs are out of the question, which I think they might be, but I'm not. I'm an optimistic person always, so I like to stay stay positive, keep the vibes high. Uh, but if we end up not being in the playoffs, I'd like to have us be a spoiler. You know what I mean? Um, Play those, play the tougher, tougher opponents down the stretch, and and ruin another team's playoff hopes if we can't 
we can't get in, then no one else can. You know what I mean? You would make a great villain in a movie. 100%. <laughs> Eric, what do you, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think we make the rest of the season interesting? Uh, I, I think if we don't get four Pasalo um, showing up in in games and like, I, I actually get like a, a a league average goalie, I th- I, th- I think we can uh, go on a, a bit of a run. But honestly, I, I don't know if I want that to happen because I would like we would need to actually go on a, on a run and maintain it to be, even sniff wildcard. And you, you want that pick, don't you? Kinda. <laughs> to be, oh, let's let's be honest. I would rather get a, a high end pick than one of those middle of the pack bullshit picks that we've gotten for so many years, right? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, one last high pick, and and then you're done. Is it really that bad? Fair enough. I mean, we got Eric Carlson in the middle of the first round, though, right? Yeah, so, true. so eh, you never know. This, uh, is a good, this is a pretty good draft, though. So even if we do end up hit get hitting uh, a middle of the pack pick, uh, we won't be disappointed. So, do you have it pulled up in front of you? I have, I have the, uh, I have the top thirty-two rankings from January. Yeah. Who's twelve to fifteen? So twelve to fifteen. Uh, yes. Coming in at number, I'm going to start with thirteen, and I think that's a sleeper pick, and I think he might actually go higher. It's actually uh, Iggy's son. Oh, Tig Aginla? Yeah, Tig Aginla. He, uh, I, I just watched his younger son, who plays for the nice. Oil Kings, play the other day. And he's so young that he has to wear a full cage. Yeah. He's the only guy. He's the only guy in the game. And, man, he's good. His older brother is really good, too. I, I think Aginla, his skills and his name is going to get him a little is going to get him drafted a little higher than that. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. But yeah, you got Liam Greentree uh, out of the OHL. You got Tiga Gimlin at 13. Um, a guy who I haven't really looked into, uh, Michael Brandsag Nygaard, and uh, he's in Sweden. Uh, this guy from Norway, and then Trevor Connolly out of the US, USHL. Um, Tim Connolly? They're for- yeah, they're all forwards, though. Uh, D, yeah. D is what we're looking at, I think, is what I'm hoping that we draft. Let's package up our firsts this year, and let's go get Oliver Bonk. I I'd give a I'd give a first and a second for him. <laughs> Is he that good? Like, he will be good. Yeah, he he's not going to be like a superstar, but he's going to be really good. And the name Bonk is just dad. you didn't yeah, want yeah. that Bonk name back. I want that Bonk. I want to get a Sens jersey with the fucking name Bonk on it again. <laughs> and I don't want to do it for nostalgic purposes. I want to do it because there's a player with the name Bonk on the team. Yeah, yeah, but that'd be, uh, that'd be fucking sweet. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, Bonk is uh, he's got he's on pace for seventy four points in sixty games, and he missed games too, right, for the World Juniors. So yeah. he would have been coming in closer to ninety points had he not missed those uh, those few games. But uh, he's really good, and it will only get better. Philly ain't gonna get rid of him. No, it would take it would take way more. We'd have to really overpay to get him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And. Like, uh, but, I don't want that because we we already overpaid to get rid of uh, to get one player, and I don't want to see another. Who I don't want to so, name, but he plays on Detroit and he's small. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's my question for you, Kev. 
would you give if Ottawa's drafting first in the first round pick? Say first round, Ottawa's drafting top ten. Okay, we'll say they're drafting between fifth and we'll say fifth and eleventh. Okay, would you yeah. give that? Would you give that pick up for Oliver Bonk? Nope, not at all. You, no, no. Damn. All right, it's a hot take. I'd, I'd 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 keep it to be honest with you. Eric, would you do it? No, I. Th- I think this draft is too deep. But see, and my my mentality is if you know you got yourself a first round pick already, let's just you know what you're getting. I would sacrifice both our first for him, to be honest with you. Because it's like drafting it's like drafting your first overall or your first round pick anyways, if you're getting him. Yeah. I I think what might happen with our first round pick, and this is a hot take, uh I I think that we're going to end up with Boston's pick with Boston making the playoffs. And I think that's the pick there that uh, our management will be getting rid of. Oh yeah. We're, that's going to be between what? 28 and 31st or 32nd. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say between 24 and 32. Like, so. Yeah. That's not useless. Like we got, we got Pinto there. Right. And we got Greg there, like in that area. Right. Yeah. So, sure. so it's not For like sure. it's a, and it's a deep draft, so we can get ourselves another another guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Only downside, uh, we have no second round pick this year. So, oops. Tarasenko trade. I'm just yeah. Uh, all right, I want to end this with uh, a prediction for when this comes. When this comes out, it'll be the Florida game tonight. Is what I'm going to call it. Prediction for the Florida game. Eric, you go first. Uh, I'm going to say uh, we're going to win five three. Um, I'm gonna say a bit of a hot take, and we actually kid Corpus Allo to show up, and he steals the game a little bit. Nice, all right. Hot take, Philly. What do you think? I'm gonna think it's gonna be a four-two win. I think, I think, and it's a hot take that uh, Martin is gonna keep Forsberg in net tomorrow. Oh shit! And have him play. Have him play on a back to back. Well, I guess we'll, I, I think. I, go ahead. I was gonna say I think he deserves it, even though uh, like none of none of the goals were on him at all, and you played you played fantastic, and I think he deserves another look. So I'm gonna say a four two victory, uh, and I'm gonna say Forzy's gonna be starting again. I I think Jacques Martin is very much. A believer, if if you earn it, you fucking get it. That's just how it is, right? Doesn't care what your name. Doesn't care what your name is. He's not gonna play you just because you're the you know higher paid goalie. He's gonna play. He's gonna play whoever's fucking earned it. So, yeah. Um, my mentality is it's gonna be an Ottawa win, five four in overtime. Ooh, nice. And, and nice. I think I think Timmy scores back to back nights because he's got to be feeling sexy after that dangle tonight. Oh, that was nice. It was a pretty play. Matthew Joseph came up with two goals tonight. Boys, that guy likes to play against his old team, man. That's that was fucking was that was a great game. That was a great yeah. game tonight. So, I was really hoping that Joe would get the Hattie, but it didn't happen. Tried for it with the open netter and that <laughs> yeah. that that pass. So the Tarasenko goal, everybody can agree, right? That Brady wasn't shooting; he was shoot passing to the fucking to Vasilevsky's pad so that Tarasenko could get that rebound and pot it right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That was intentional as shit. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I, I can't say anything. Go watch the highlight, buddy. It was a sexy goal. I will. 
But that'll do it for us for episode 11. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and joining us. Uh, catch us on the next episode and go Sens go. Go Sens go. Go Sens go.